Good morning. It is Thursday, September 28th, and we're looking again at uh, the feast day of St. Michael's and all the angels, which is tomorrow. And what we're doing this week is the, the text is Matthew, 20, Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 10. And we are using uh, Martin Luther's first sermon that he, that he wrote for this very feast. So we continue with it, uh, with it today. So when a person is saved from a flood or is unharmed when a stone falls on him, this is not luck, but the work of a beloved angel. For there are distinctions among angels as well as among the devils. Princes and lords have, have great and, and uh, uh, special angels, as we see in Daniel 10. Children and common folk have ordinary angels. For, for there will always be a, a given angel who is greater, mightier, and wiser than the rest. The same is true also of the devil. And that explains why, as Christ says, that they belong to a kingdom. That's in Luke chapter 11. For just as many persons in, or in different offices constitute a kingdom, so also among the devil there is, are different ranks. There are the lesser devils who tempt with adultery and greed and vain arrogance and other similar sins. But then there are higher spirits who, who tempt with unbelief, with despair, with um, heresies, and have misled the factions of the factitious spirits in the Pope. It is extremely important, therefore, that we accustom ourselves to prayer and in time of grave danger, um, conscientiously petition God not to take from us the protection of the beloved angels, lest we come to naught, for we are too weak for the devil. This, then, is, is, is what the Lord means in this gospel, where he informs us concerning the beloved angels. It is, however, a shame that we have to preach this gospel to people who do not take it to heart seriously to reflect on it. For what the Lord says here, relative to children, is so important. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. It, is, it probably would have been enough to say, these little ones have their own angels. However, by saying, their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven, Jesus especially emphasizes the matter. It is tantamount to his saying, I commend little children to you. Do not provoke them, but rear them well, for God is much concerned about them and if you look down on them and are unwilling to treat them with, with consideration, then at least respect their angels and stand in awe of them. And learn from these very great spirits who very lovingly care for them and do for them what is best. They continually stand before the face of God. God, um, listen to and behold him, assist and serve him. You who are far, far inferior should be likewise, and um, not provoke the little children, but gladly minister them. The angels are superior servants who are at court, surround the prince, stand before the table, listen to and observe the prince himself. It is the, these very same servants whom children also have to watch over them. Therefore, I beseech and warn you not to offend children, but tend and nurture them, 
If not this, were the only passage we had where Jesus, if, excuse me, if now this were the only passage we had where Jesus states how greatly his, his heavenly father is concerned about little children, we would have to conclude that among all good works, none are greater or better than to properly rear young people. <clears throat> excuse me. For who would not regard it important to serve those whom angels, who are continually before God's face, serve? For this reason, father and mother, servants and maidservants, teachers and preachers, all who have anything to do with the young, should be sincerely happy, willing, and ready to perform such service, letting nothing deter them, since even these great princes of heaven are not ashamed to serve and look after the young. This is the first thing, next to the doctrine concerning the angels, that we ought to learn from today's gospel. So the second thing is that we not only willingly nurture the young, offending them neither in word or deed, so that they are not misled, but reared in the best possible way, and also teach them to pray, to be chaste, modest, obedient, faithful, good-natured, serene, and truthful, not profane or lewd in word or conduct. In short, that they do not become carnal, vulgar, vulgar, rude, wild, dissolute people. This happens soon enough if it is not warded off through diligent training. Every day, experience teaches us that youth is like tinder, which is easily lighted, easily affected by what is evil and offensive. Therefore, it takes special, a special diligence to be attentive to both children and their angels. To angels, so as not to grieve them. To children, however, so as not to provoke them. For listen how the Lord regards children. Whosoever, whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. In other words, whoever is responsible for a child physically and spiritually trains him properly so that he learns to know God, learns not to curse, swear, or steal. To him I say that he is receiving me personally, is loving me as if he were carrying me. Mary's child in his arms, taking care of me, just as my mother Mary has taken care of me. These are Jesus' thoughts, words. That, that is preaching ever so sweetly and tugging at us so winsomely. <clears throat> Excuse me. But why does the Lord do it? Solely for the reason that he understands very well how eager young people are to listen to obscene things and how easily they are misled. Moreover, evil mouths are only too happy to lend assistance here and may plaintive cries rise to God in heaven. We now find boys and girls, 10 and 12 year old, who can curse and swear a blue streak about hurts, physical disorders, pustules, and the like, and are otherwise devoid of shame, and are vulgar in speech. From whom do they learn this? From no one else, but from those who should be restraining them, from father and mother, and from shameful, wicked servants. <clears throat> Excuse me. Young people come to know such things more quickly and pay more heed to them, to the Lord Prayer, 
This is this has its roots in that old evil fire brand um, sinful nature that sticks within us. That is why Christ preaches here so compellingly and admonishes so tenderly to take care of young people, saying, "When you train one of these little ones, when they are brought up in the fear and the knowledge of God, in godliness and modesty, you then have done me the greatest service. I have assigned my noble servants." the beloved angels, to serve and attend them. Remember this, and do likewise. Do not offend them. Let them hear no evil, and administer to them willingly. Let us pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, guide us, each of us, as we take care of our own children, for those of us who have children, our grandchildren, and those of us who don't, the children that we interact with, who maybe we teach, work with, take care of, Lord that we bring them up to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being with us today. Hope you have a marvelous day. One more day of sermons of this of Luther's sermon, one more part, and then we will wrap up our devotion on, on the, the Feast of St. Michael and all the angels. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Watch out for the children out there today. God bless you.